gentlemen, welcome back to the BSLI Pre-Flight Checklist. I'm your host, Trevor Williams, and today we are doing Season 2, Episode 6. We are back, Part 2 of the Spaceport America Cup Post-Flight Checklist, as coined by Joey. So, you know, we're going to pick that up. But we have a newcomer on the podcast. We have Jessica, and we're going to call her Jess, because that's what she likes to be called by. So, Jess, how are you feeling today? And give the viewers a little bit about yourself, since it's your first time on the podcast. I'm good. Um, I'm a second year material science and engineering student, and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Fantastic. And Muhammad, welcome back. This is, you know, a double header for you almost, but like, how are you doing? Oh, I am doing great. I'm doing the weekend is approaching so I can finally just focus on work and not school. So yeah, I'm enjoying it all. How are you, Trevor? I'm doing pretty good, you know, just recovering from the last one. I got that episode lickety split there and back. So we're ready for this one. So I hope, if I, hopefully, for me to come back and get this one cranked out as well. And because because the next episode after this one will put us maybe close to the 500 mark. We're at, right now we're at 485 plays on our podcast. So we're getting closer to that 500. So I'm trying to time it just right to get the 500th play before the one year anniversary of the podcast. So like that is a true goal, just timing it. So those are listening make sure you hit the play button ridiculously amount and just listen to all the previous ones up to this point so we can be hitting that 500 number before the one year anniversary so we can have a big fiasco on the podcast and just enjoy ourselves and just reflecting over the year and all the interesting stuff that happens but i noticed like those who were interested in it it's going to be next year's administration team so it's definitely going to be a fun talking to the next and next and up and coming leaders at bsli but let's go back to the spaceport reaction, more on the you know spectator side. Obviously, last week, not last week, a couple days ago, we got the you know payload side of how integration went. Well, let's see how the world of the fans, the spectators world of BSLI. So I'll go to Jess. Jess, what was your reaction to the launch and the stuff leading up to it? So like the car ride over to waiting for the rock to be integrated to the actual launch. Yeah, so I guess we'll start with just the launch, like you said, and it was pretty amazing. I've been helping with this rocket since my first year spring semester, so it's been a year coming, and I was very excited to see something I actually built launch, and it was fantastic to see, and even better that it came down wonderfully, recovery was great, so all things went well. Um, the day started a bit early, woke up around like seven, haven't done that in a while, but totally worth it. Um, Scott team, best team, went to Scott Labs and uh, met up with other rocketeers ready to go for this launch. So we had a great car ride, listened to the spaceships, don't understand, uh, playlist on Spotify to get ourselves pumped up for this launch. And then there, I wasn't sure what to expect in this cornfield with a patch of grass in it in the ravine, but ended up having a blast with uh, playing some soccer, um, retrieving a soccer ball from the water, being a hero in my rain boots. That was a highlight. And um, just catching up with people. It's been a while due to COVID, haven't seen people. So definitely socially, it was super fun. And of course, having the launch go successfully was absolutely amazing. Yeah, I agree with you. It was definitely a fun early morning. Started out a little chilly, but warmed up as the day progressed. So kind of we lucked up on it. Other years, like last year's launch for NASA, it was in the snow. So it's like you you felt the Siberian cold of it. But, you know, we were in an Ohio cornfield going through the thick of things. But I want to go to Muhammad. What was your, you know, I would say pre-flight motivation, not motivation, but experience before the rocket got launched. Well, I felt great. I felt great knowing that I was a part of the best team, the Knowlton team. And so starting off there, I already knew it was going to be a great day, like Paul McCartney said. But I mean, I, we met up, I met up with Trevor, obviously I had to be there a little late, some of uh, my traditions there. Um, but I mean... I think like just said, it's just, it was awesome uh, getting there, just the car ride itself, getting to meet new people. Um, 
getting to talk to people, see like their experiences with everything. Uh, and of course, like we discussed last time, being on the spectator team, just it, it does reduce the stress that you um, that you experience. So whenever there's a problem, you can just you know tilt your head like, oh, that's uh, that's quite unfortunate. But then proceed to uh, watch Trevor kick the ball straight into the pond. So it wait, was... wait, I didn't kick the ball straight into the ball, and Joe let it go past. It wasn't me. <laughs> let me make that clear. <laughs> All I remember is I tried to run for the ball and I couldn't make it. And then I just see Trevor like, nice. Was that a goal? And I was like, you know what? Yeah. (laughs) I tripped over the soccer ball. All right. So like grounds uneven, my foot steps on it and like my foot goes in the opposite direction. So it's just like your legs just like cross each other and you just fall. I'm like saying, yep, I'm just going to lie here on the cold, hard ground. I'll be okay in a couple (laughs) hours. Absolutely true. So for anyone listening, it was not because he was a bad soccer player. It was just the conditions was awful. And like, I've never played in anything worse than cornfield. So yeah, definitely, (laughs) definitely try that out once in your life. Oh, for sure. And just can't forget our other launch. Mm -hmm. We had a bon voyage of some rafts. Oh, that is for true. Go into more detail about that. Explain to the viewers what happened of the launching of the rafts. Oh, yes. So, um, you know, the non-spectating team, all the important people, our amazing leaders and our sub-team leads go to get the rocket ready to actually launch. So we're sitting, getting ready to spectate on a nice grassy hill. And Sarah actually came up with this idea. So shout out to her um, to build some rafts. And you know what? Engineers building out of grass, twigs, remains of corn. It was one heck of a time. So Sarah's was about a bundle of sticks with some uh, leaves wrapped around it. It stayed afloat though. Mohammed got creative, used his scarf string and uh, Andy's looked pretty good. He actually came up with like a square design. However, I went for more of trying to get a sail going, didn't have the horizontal supports. So she did capsize, but she looked cute. What was the name of your vessel by any chance? It didn't have a name, unfortunately. See, that, that was the first mistake. <laughs> if they That's have probably. a name, I don't think they tend to fail, I don't think. I think oh, yeah. it's one of those like sailor's curse. It's like if you don't christen the ship, it's going to sink. If it doesn't have a name, it sinks. So two things to know. I don't know if I'm right about those things, but I think definitely like if the ship is not christened, it's cursed, I believe. Uh, you're what definitely was your name. Uh, mine was named after my scarf. It was called the SS Manchester United. And so that's why I won. I mean, it had nothing to do with my ingenuity. It had everything to do with it was be, it was named. So, yeah, I feel good for being number one. I see just left that little um, detail out. But it also it also was a transformer in which once it stopped becoming a boat, it became a dam and made sure no one passed my boat. So. There is that. That's some effective planning right there at its finest. But, you know, let, let's continue to other some of the shenanigans that we did. I understand we had, got to one point where we set up like some of our chairs and made like the BSLI High Council. We were just like knighting people left and right. So there, there's also fun of that. And then my Bernie Sanders picture just sitting there out in the cornfield. That is a classic. I hope it becomes like a little, little slack emoji. Definitely. I'm, you know, I'm going to put like Joe or Avi on it because I know they do a good job making those. So make sure you put that as an emoji before I graduate because I want to have two. I got my hand sanitizer one of myself from my celebrating my 21st birthday. <laughs> and that's how that one got created. But, you know, I think I need one more before I graduate. Just one more. High Council Trevor or Bernie Trevor, one of them's got to be created. I, I absolutely would second that. Yeah, either one. You got the Rubik's Cube hat. Um, either works. Oh, for Rubik's sure. Cube hat, Aaron Rod. I don't know how he had a rod in his car or why, but we'll leave that <laughs> little detail. But yeah, he was he was definitely minister of that high council. You can tell no one was ready to mess with Trevor at any point. <laughs> Yeah, so the magic crystal soccer ball in hand. Oh, for sure. It's like, I don't know, like, what is it called? Like, the orb that they have in, like, royalty. I don't know what that's called. 
Because like, and sometimes in like the royalty photos, like they have like the scepter, and then there's just like this orb. I don't know what that orb is called. I don't know what it's called either. It's even in Frozen, like at Elsa's coronation, mm-hmm. she has to hold this orb thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. And that's what I was like saying, like, I got to be royalty. I got to do my picture to start my BSL dynasty here. You know, even though I'm a graduating senior, it's like, ah, my dynasty comes to a short end. You know, two years, if I was here for a fifth year, I could I could have three-peated somewhere along the lines. Probably wouldn't run for vice president, but, you know, maybe that president push challenged Aaron, and that probably would have been an interesting presidency, I guess, voting ballot for by all means, but you know, I'm a graduating senior and it's my time to leave in most cases. But I can, you know, be an alumni, bring donuts like Alan did, and, you know, be supportive at the launches if I'm still in Ohio when I, after I graduate. So, you know, I'll probably stick around and help out the team as any way I possibly can. Oh yeah, we would love that. I know, I know NASA would love that. Um, even we, we enjoy when you pop by on an, um, unannounced and all that so for sure i mean imagine if you're alumni you got no um, reason to be there just it's that much more better oh for sure it feels like undercover boss when the president and vice president just roll through there it's like oh i wasn't expecting you it's like yes just having a good time with the team structures is the best team we all know that at the end of the day no other sub team can compete i see others try to challenge it but no one has the same bondage as structures and all the shenanigans and jokes we make, because I don't see the other sub teams making these jokes like we do. But at the same time, I'm not in those channels. Because <laughs> there's only one channel you need to be in, which is structures. I am in that channel. And I can tell you, I think I'm in all channels, except for like Aerodyne Covery. Because I mean, I don't know what goes on there half the time. But I can definitely assure you that structures is the best. We have the best um, PMs. We have the best uh members we have the best jobs i mean the best jobs what is this we a company who doesn't love sanding (laughs) who doesn't i mean i i go even as dpm and when i hear sanding like my i just smile it's a structures ritual at that point like what do you do you make body tubes second semester you become a sanding legend That is like Aaron is like saying, like anytime we have done sanding in the past couple of years, I have led the sanding team for NASA. (laughs) It's like, all right, it's time for sanding. And I literally make everyone do the same exact thing. It's like, all right, I'm going to make you all sand by hand. And like probably like hour or two pass. I'm like, now I'm going to bring out the power sander. Now you can use this. (laughs) So it's like the initiation process where like you have to understand going through sanding and not having power tools to get you through it. And then since time was a little bit on the, you know, a little restricted side for NASA trying to get that launch in, I busted out the power sander and like saying, y'all need to just get through this. And it literally took us a day to get through all the dry sandpaper. Then you just go back to sanding it by hand and using wet sandpaper. Though some of our wet sandpaper is not all in stock. So it's like you get through like two and then you just stop after that. But the body tubes, so smooth, smoother than butter. That's how smooth it, as it is or smoother than silk. For sure. Either way work. <laughs> they both work. I mean, all I know is it's smooth. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Stacy on this rocket, she was smooth. Oh, yeah. I saw you all, you all put, I guess, the paste, I call it, you know, what do we call it? Toaster strudel spit paste or frozen yogurt or ice cream, because that's what it looks like after you stir it and then you start applying it. Unless you have another rendition, Jess, of what that, how you would describe it for the viewers. I feel like that's a good representation. Or I've heard others call it Elmer's glue to some thickness of it. During my time in structures, there have been a lot of analogies or similes on how certain things should end up. Like I know with the epoxy, there's always like, it should be like soft serve. And they're like, ah, who made that term? They're like, oh, Trevor, the current (laughs) vice president. And in any anything that has like a, a simile or something that is referencing, it's like, who made that? And you already know who coined it. Who It's like, I'm not even going to ask anymore. We all know <laughs> who's responsible for this. It's like there's different phases. I We nickname the place where you get like the powder. We just call it the box of death because 
if it falls and gets in the air, it will slice up your lungs and you're dying and losing a lack of oxygen. That's why we wear Vesper. I can't even talk respirators, <laughs> but we all know what it is. That's the beauty of it. But at the same time, it's like, it comes to many different forms where it's like, oh, I put too much epoxy in there. And the thing is the ratio kind of goes out the window that we have for epoxy. It's like, you just need to get to the point where it's like viscous, but then it's like, you don't have enough epoxy and it's like cotton candy that you're just swabbing around. And it's like, ah, all right, I need more epoxy. Then it just becomes too gloopy and globby. And it's like, oh, I need more powder. And then you just now you have like a big cup of just like soft served ice cream right there. And I think one point we left a popsicle stick in it once and then we put it in the freezer to see what happens. <laughs> what happened? It just turned rock solid and just sits and it's like nothing else really happened to it. Oh, Very man. disappointing. So a BSLI structures popsicle is what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> we that also in the in the freezer, if you go back to the CDME, there is a cardboard popsicle stick where it's just like cardboard and a popsicle stick is attached to it. And that's it. And it just is like popsicle on it. It's so bizarre. I don't know why we have it in there, but it's in there. It is the... Um... Is that part of the uh, CDME style on IRTF or whatever it's called? Oh, in our closet room? Yeah. No, that's that's 100% our stuff in there, and that's our room. It's just Perfect. the room next to it, so like the little kitchen area where I always joke, like, one day I'm just going to bring a wall fire and just make breakfast. And the only thing that it doesn't lack is a stove, so it's like I can't make eggs or bacon, so it's like you need like a hot plate to be all that but you know i have a waffle eye so maybe maybe when i'm an alumni come through it's like y'all i'm making y'all waffles here and just just do it because there's a sink and there is a dishwasher so in reality you could clean stuff there no one will ever know you mm -hmm. just you know remove your stuff out but you just have to make sure none of the company stuff at the cdme is in there that's all you got to do i mean if you're bringing the waffle iron i think other people should bring the other stuff you know, just get a plate it. and get pancakes and then Someone brings a hot plate and get a pan and get some bacon, sausage, get some omelets going. Like we can have like a BSLI cook-off and who can be, make the best breakfast for sure. And it'd be perfect for launch week. It would. That'd be, I mean, imagine just staying there and then launching the next day. Yep. Cause I think that's how sometimes for like days before competition, where it's like they spend the night at CDME and get up in the morning and they just head out depending on, What's going on? What final touches that have to put on the rocket, depending on the year? True. Could get creative with waffle irons too. I'm seeing a lot of videos. You can put cinnamon rolls in them. I don't even know. So the cook-off could get in pretty intense. You know, someone's going to bring out chocolate chip pancakes and it's going to up the game. It's like y'all making this some like I don't know five-star IHOP or Denny's or. Whatever you want to call it for breakfast, that's what we're going to have right there at BSLI. I think we figured out how we're going to vote for our next president and vice presidents from now on. Is it a cook-off? A cook-off. And whoever can feed the BSLI members the best deserves whatever position they want. I guess at that point, it's like, it's a cook-off with a tandem. So it'd be vice president, no, president and vice president together. And it's like, you, you have like running mates, like how we have like in the normal US election. Oh, so it's like, it's a tie. It's like a dynamic duo versus it's like, how it used to be in the U.S. It's like, oh, if you're second place, you're automatically vice president. Even if you don't get along with the person's like, why am I working with it? <laughs> so, but if you have that ticket and they can cook together, then that means they can work together. That's the bottom line to solve that. But most people on BSLI have worked with each other at some point. So it kind of like just throws it out the window. Ladies and gentlemen of um, the BSLI podcast, this is why he is our current vice president. Oh, you he know, knows. I got, I got my replacement. Olivia's going to do a fantastic job when I'm gone. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. She's um my current DPM yeah, partner. Yeah, your tag yeah. team duo in DPM world. Yes. And, yeah, she's she's going to do well. I can definitely see that. Have high hopes for her. We have high hopes for our entire incoming leadership yeah, team. It's, it's, yes. it's a lot of people I've seen over the years grow and develop on BSLI for sure, and they're, they're a nice, nice, I guess you'd say, group of individuals, I would say. You know, it's not like the Avengers where you just find them off the stream, like saying, you're now part of BSLI and you're all going to be amazing. No, it's like you watched them like freshman year, come to the team, 
get all hyped up and excited. And then it's like they progress to get like a sub team lead role or a co sub team lead role or a chair position. And like now they're on like the exec board, the the elite bougie society of BSLI besides propulsion because propulsion is a secret society. That's all I have to say. There's Slack channels unknown. <laughs> no one knows where it's at. It's a secret society for a reason. And I'm spilling that secret, but now everyone's like going to be asking where's the propulsion channel. So Casey, you may have some curious eyes later in the future. <laughs> That's when you see me picking up my phone. Like, Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> But it, yeah, it's probably like a lock channel. I don't even know where it's at yet myself, but I know I know it exists. Because I think Luke asked the question. It just was never answered. <laughs> it was never answered. It was like that age-old question, but that was never answered. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? You're asking many questions. Propulsion. <laughs> Straight answer. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. That's pretty much what we were doing in the uh, in the launch. Literally, just enjoying ourselves like this. We were just able to. I don't know. I feel like Trevor. You know how to sum this up better than anyone else. Well, th there's many different things I would like to see at a launch, but you know, t the times are changing, and you know, the real the real one would be like a cookout during a launch. You get food and launch rockets, so you get the level one certs out the way, and you have burgers and all that stuff. But the only downside is you don't want the rocket to land in the, on the grill. Only downside about that. But, you know, one, one of these days it's going to happen where we have like a BSLI reunion and everyone's going to be there. Because I looked at like the leadership from what I've seen. It's getting close to 10 years since from historical documentation of the organization. And thanks to Alan, he gave me some, you know, previous history of knowledge of who served on BSLI during his time from about like 2014 to 2015 and then all the way up to present day, we have all that information. So it's like, it's coming together. Obviously we've heard stories in the past, in the past podcast episodes where there's been different iterations of BSLI and all that stuff. But for this current iteration, you know, in 2023 and I guess, yeah, 2023 towards 2024, we'll get to that fourth iteration. So in two years, BSLI will finally turn 10 years old and you can see, the nice leadership progression. And like I have built out a little, you know, exec board for president, vice president, and then you have the different project manager leads and you just have, have that document. So now we have all that running list. So when we look back in like 2040, we'll just have a long list of BSLI admin from president, vice presidents. And then I always make the joke, one day we'll get the BSLI house and you're just gonna have a whole all these presidents, vice president, project managers, and just like different wings of the house. It's probably going to be like a five wing house type of build. So you have like the president wing, vice president, the project managers in the back. And then it's like a big garage where you can start building rockets. And the funny thing is it's going to be on West campus. It's going to be away from campus. <laughs> like the CDME, you got to keep that tradition alive. <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, I know if it's West campus, all we just got to demand is for air conditioning. And I, I mean, what's, I mean, we have Fred Beekman Park, we have the CDME, we have all the other research centers. That's a win. <laughs> and like the only thing that would change is if BSLI migrates to the airport for other purposes and trying to help out the aviation centers that's up there and trying to encourage OSU to do more bus servicing up there. Because I remember when I tried to get my private pilot, there was no OSU bus that went up there. So I took the Coda, I think I took the one to an intersection and then it was like a mile hike. So it's like, it was brutal, but I oh. did it. I did it for like a couple of times, really got your steps and got strong leg muscles. So it's like, if you need to get that right rudder on the aircraft, you're going to have some strong legs to do it. See, that's when you just call it a quits. You're like, it's a mile <laughs> hike. You're like, Kodak, take me back. <laughs> it's like, you wish you had a bike or a skateboard. If I had one of those things, it wasn't bad, but it's just like you walking, you got your music, you just walk into the airport, you see it. Just keep walking. And it's like, I've been to the airport a few times, like outside of it. Like, I guess one time besides doing flight training. And I did it for the aerospace banquet. And that's like the transition between Joe and myself that year. So it's like Joe went off, like we finished his term and then he did a co-op. And then I became the next incoming vice president. And it's like, we had like the men in black picture, like you could easily take. And it was just like that crisp, clean look. I'm like saying, you know, if I ever had the opportunity to take a photo op with Joe, I think 
was probably one thing I would definitely try to do with him. Technically still president and vice president. Technically, yes. I, I've been joking with him, like, when we're in, like, our own private meetings and stuff like that. I'm, like, saying once we're done, we need to go on a beach trip together and just call it a day. We have sipping pina coladas and, like, you know, BSLI is done. And yet we're still, you know, assisting out where we can, helping out the new current president and vice president, making sure things are straightened away because COVID and the transition of everything is probably going to be a headache for this administration. I can sense it. We've been lucky that everyone from last year was transitioned into this year. So it was like not too many humps and hurdles that we had to get through. The administration was solid. So it's easy to pick up where we left off. And now it's just like, all of these, all this admin team really has to do is just expand BSLI and get recruitment numbers back up. And I know what we have at this team is going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see what they come up with and all the cool activities and the connections that they have from previous administration and the alumni that we have currently out there. It's easy to get speakers to come back and talk about BSLI for sure. 100%. 100%. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. It's it's a great thing. I remember when I first started at BSLI, and I've said it many times on this podcast, it was it was a group of people that just was different and different in a great way where they just wanted you to do well and wanted you to just integrate with them as fast as you can so you can do awesome things with them. And so, yeah, I always tell Joe and Trevor, like they were one of the reasons that I just loved this group. And hopefully uh, we can continue that tradition. Yeah, I agree. I uh, came onto the team my second semester, actually. So I uh, did not find it at the involvement fair, which was a very crazy and hectic place. I remember that much. And uh, I was in Hitchcock seeing uh, flyers like, oh, like halfway through the semester, like it's not too late to join. So I went to Scott Lab and I met the team and I know Anu and Carly were big uh, supporters of me when I joined and it was absolutely great. I watched the, they had the whole PowerPoint and the video of them going to New Mexico and sledding on the sand. And I was like, this is it. And script Ohio in the sand. So dreams can come true. Hopefully COVID doesn't keep them away forever. But I definitely think it just looked like such a great place to be. And I love rockets. I love space. So it definitely seems like a great fit. No, for sure. I am excited. Like I said, what y'all going to come up with new, new teams, new members. I bet it's probably going to be a huge recruiting class because everyone's like anxious to get back in person. And I, I just feel like even for me, like if I was here for like another year, I would be anxious to get back on campus. I'm like saying, let me get, BSLI back with like all the sub teams in one space, same meeting, same night, easy for cross collaborations, come up with different ideas or a payload comes in like saying, can I steal your body tube to put our payload in to see if it fits or something goes wrong. So it's like you lend them a body tube you're not working on or for structures for NASA, you make like three and you just give them ones like here, take it. Just don't break it. <laughs> That's all we have to tell them. And they have a good time. They get their measurements they get their dimensions and they bring the body tube back and you know, you have the slowly process of integration and then you have the night before launch, everything is getting ready to go and finalized. But Spaceport this year, they got um, integration a week in advance. So it's like you catch all the glitches and bugs right off the get go. And the only thing you really have left is at the field and what that could bring you. That's that's literally it. Just I can't I can't wait for that. Hopefully by this autumn semester, we'll at least get up to like half capacity. And so we can see at least half the team because that is one thing I do miss, just seeing everyone, seeing every sub team talk and just being able to jump into the group and like, okay, so what's this team? Oh, we're doing this. Okay. And then you just sit there, you hear everything. And, and then just being able to just interact with everyone. And so, yeah, I do miss that a lot. Yeah. And like, I think it's been hard because like, in the beginning of the semester, it's like no one knows what sub team they want to join. Few know what they want to go right off the bat. And based on the people who are leading that sub team, it's just like, I like this person. I'm going to join because they're really cool. And they're all fun because that's how structured was. I think I got a lot of people hooked on because of it. 
and then you have Aaron and Carly and it just like the list just keeps going on those who've been involved with structures over the years and like I said structures is the best team no one can challenge it. and then I look back at like previous years administration structures has always been represented and I always joke to people I'm like saying if you want to win a position just get people to sh- on structures to vote for you. You're, there's nine times out of 10, you'll probably end up winning it if you get all the structures on board. Like I understand NASA has now the payload team. So like that's the new front runner, but it's like, if you get spaceports and NASA payload together, you basically automatically win. And that's more like almost like, I guess 40% of the organization more like 60, give or take. And it's just like, you could run away with an election. Big brain election, guys. Big brain. You got to think about it when, you, when you're playing your cards. In this podcast, Trevor reveals how he got elected. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't give all my secrets away. I, I, I've been, I should say I've been fortunate and lucky. And I even tried to like make myself even lose last year. Like I was like playing. I was like saying, I'm going to get beat, but I'm going to groom the next VP. So it's like the transition can easily go through, fix the manual together and all that stuff. But now I have like a year where it's just COVID. I'm like saying, how am I going to build this manual <laughs> and give it off? Cause like pandemics only happen once in every hundred years, probably give or take. So it's like this information is going to be a hundred years old and probably not going to be worth two cents. Cause it's going to be a new disease and the protocol is going to be a lot worse or maybe, you know, lessen, but who knows? You have to wait and see, but you know, we have the, COVID safety protocols and now they're going to be forever in BSLI lore because it seems like we have a story arc here. <laughs> now we just got to wait till for like 2120 where it goes full circle and we have another epidemic and they can, they can just look back at the manual. Wait, Trevor. It's not even documented. <laughs> <laughs> Me okay. and my manual. If you're looking for information for 2020, look at the safety protocols. That's all you need. <laughs> You go to safety protocols, not written. (laughs) (laughs) TBD. (laughs) That's all you need. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're just going to sit there like, this is all on us. (laughs) Oh, man. And then it's like you have the BSLI constitution. Like, we even put that in there in the BSLI policies for, like, the launch. I'm, like, saying if you don't follow any of these – you just go to Article 4 of the BSLI Constitution of removing a member. <laughs> we literally put that in there. I'm like, Joe, are you sure about this? Because, like, once that person's removed, there's no way to reinstate them to the organization. So I'm like, you know, th- that is, like, worst-case scenario right there. They may be a good person at art, but it's just, like, that's a one-harsh removal. I remember because um, I did my safety training later mm-hmm. with one other person, I don't remember exactly who it was, and Joe was saying that, and he was telling me how I should look over that because I was a um, safety lead for the spaceport launch. And I just kept reading it over and over. And like you said, there's no reinstatement. And also, technically, if they don't do one thing right, you can still kick them out. It doesn't tell you the severity of what they <laughs> yes. So I could have just been like, Jess, you shouldn't build a boat while I'm building a boat, and then get mad at Jess and then force her out. <laughs> Yeah. Who gave you that? Who gave you that authority? The Constitution. The Constitution. And now the policy was written. The Constitution doesn't say who can use that power. So it's you need. I think it's out of the eight people on admin, you need five plus the advisor to get someone removed. So and technically, okay. you you have a case at hand because they broke the rules of the launch, so it's already valid at that point. So all you just need is five out of the eight and plus Dr. Horak and we'll allow that person is removed. Though it's going to take a bit to get it removed, but it's like, in reality, that's all you really need is five out of the eight. And initially, like when, when you're being removed and and like in the first part, you can be removed without none of the voting because like all you have to do is just irritate the lead. (laughs) And then it trickles up and then you're removed excommunicated from BSL <laughs> because you wanted to build a boat <laughs> you wanted to build them. but at the same time if you look at the like policy behind it there's no rules against building a boat now there isn't so you're but technically there's... safe but now we're getting to like politics and policy 
But if you want that, make sure you check out the Patel Center. Quick shout out right there. Look, look at that play on words, ladies and gentlemen, right there. You cannot beat it. This is, hey, again, this is why he's vice president and why we are we. Consult the uh, high council on this matter. Before oh, high council. Oh, boy. You know, dictator Avi, you know, that's what he was at one point in his branding guidelines. <laughs> I feel like if I'm ever president of BSLI at one point, I think I will change my uh, Slack name to dictator just to see how people approach me, just to see if it's like they think it's a fake account. But we'll see when that when that day comes, we'll see. <laughs> I think we, like, I'm pretty sure Joe's was supreme leader at one yeah, point. Yeah, Joe was supreme what? leader at one point. I would put like yeah. Sir Excellency. <laughs> Admiral General. There we go. That's what I'm gonna go. I'm Admiral gonna go. General, wow, you're leading the BSLI Armed Forces now. <laughs> I mean, we're building rockets. You know, you're not wrong. It's like all we need is just like a truck that just rides out with rockets, and it's like, yeah, we got them stored up here. We just take one down, put it on a launch pad, shh, exactly. gone just like that. And my first um, policy that I will enact is whenever BSLI members are walking, they must. March. March? There With the dessert rockets. <laughs> imagine, imagine at the payload. Imagine at the spaceport. I'll be holding it and just. <laughs> What's their style? Are we going more Stormtrooper March? Uh, North Korea? It's was very possible. More, what, you, what are you thinking, Mohammed? I was thinking more North Korean. I could see that. Right? It's a parade march and down High Street. Right there. <laughs> And we look out at the union waving. <laughs> oh my god, we need a we need a people carrier, but instead of people, it'll be president carrier. Oh. Mm. Or it could be the truck you were talking about. Then you just like this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, people. Smile and wave, smile and wave. Smile and wave like a dictator. On to something. I think this high council that was um made in spaceport has a future. I think you know what would be the best thing if, if like if it was always sunny in Ohio. I feel like that is cliche at this point. If it's always sunny in Ohio, no bad weather. I wish we could put like our rockets like in like the grove, like on near West Campus near like the stadium, and just like have the rockets like in between the trees and make it look like artsy with the rockets there. Because like I think that would be really cool. So like as we get more and more rockets, like we just start putting them around campus. The only downside is weather, and you and like weather would deteriorate them, and you don't want that. <laughs> You know, like, could, yeah, go. Sorry, 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 sorry. Continue. No, it's like I was, I was coming towards the end because, like, there's really hard to put rockets on campus somewhere, like, besides throwing them in the room, and, like, saying, here's a rocket, and it just stands, and you have a nice BSLI plaque, and that's all we have. I, I love that idea. And so, if we can think of like a way to shelter the rockets, and to, like, that would be awesome. But until then, we could probably use the, uh, the subscales. And do see that. Yeah, the subscales aren't really that necessary once they've done their task. But then again, I can I just picture like now the rocket graveyard where rockets are upside down, half completed rockets, and now it's a complete 180. Right. <laughs> or if some bloke just tries to sit there and actually light a match under it, we can't actually have the motors inside though. No, that, no motors. That, no. Oh, yeah, University would, would be upset about it. <laughs> they wouldn't know until. Like so even at the recruitment fair, they say, "Are you make sure you don't have a motor?" And I'm like, "Y'all think we gotta bring a motor and have them like right on the oval where there's thousands <laughs> of people, and if something goes wrong, university's just gonna be looking at us like, why?" I'm like, "We thought it was cool." <laughs> you just start pointing like it was. It, it was the recruitment chair's medical. idea, and somehow admin approved of it, but I don't know who's at fault. <laughs> And then Adam just starts pointing at the biomedical chair, like the biomedical group. It was that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. I'm like, why do you automatically assume the rocket team was at fault for that launch? I mean, any of the other project teams could have done that. Like, well, did like that come from our booth? It's like, really? There, there's no jet propulsion team at OSU, not that I'm aware of. Not okay. I think about it. That's, that's <laughs> I don't think there is one. 
So we'll just have to hold multiple rockets. So just in case one does go off, it's like ours is still here. It's not our rocket. You just you make a sister organization and you call it completely something else. It's like a second stage. So it's like you have BSLI that just does the traditional 10 to 30K and all that fun stuff. But then it's like you have the two-stage team where it's just like they focus on two-stage rocket design and development. Like we do have, I think like two of those rockets lying around. And it's just like interesting. It's like if you have like a team that focuses on the second stage and you have like a team that focuses on the, like the main stage, it's like you're getting bigger and bigger rockets. So it's like, where do we put them in Scott? <laughs> in that one area in Scott where it just reaches the, like the lobby of Scott, where it just reaches the roof. If it's, if it's not there, nowhere else. Like the only size constraint that we're limited to is the size of our mandrels. But if we didn't have a mandrel constraint, we could start making big boys. Just the rockets just sit there in Scott lab. It's like, here's the aft section of the X rocket from Carmen one, the first rocket to reach the beginning of space for Ohio state. And it just sits there and gland and glorious. And it's just like, you hang it like, as you know how high Scott is just in the ceiling, just going like, like that with cable cords or something like that. Gotta be a great design, like a design addition. Ooh. Yes, this is why Ohio State should hire me so I can get my building named after me so I can have a clock tower next to it and just like a giant work facility for BSLI and just call it like, I don't know, like mission, like, I guess mission command. No, it wouldn't be mission command. It'd be mission control, space center, you name it. Come up with the names in the Slack channel, ladies and gentlemen. Just come up with different names, what we could call the BSLI headquarters. I know we have the world headquarters. If you look at Je um, Joe's... Um, sponsorship extravaganza it mentions the bsli world headquarters it's at technically located in scott so that is technically where the world headquarters is the I'm williams mission control center oh boy now now i can see it <laughs> you gotta get like the zoom background with mission control and have the bsli logo and i don't know how how else you would describe it and you have like the perseverance rover it has like the BSLI logo on it somewhere and like saying, they have, we launched at the Mars. That's all us. <laughs> NASA required our help. NASA required our help. <laughs> and instead of um, addressing the uh, mission control as Houston, we'd address them as either Trevor or Williams. Oh boy. No, no, we can't do that. No, it has to have a nice ring to it, you know? Williams, we have a problem. Yeah. Williams, we have a problem. I don't think we have a problem. I think... You know, it's a, it's a glitch. It will sort itself out. Did you try jiggling the batteries or holding down the power button for 15 seconds? Or like the best engineering practice. Did you try smacking it? <laughs> if it's supposed to move and it's not moving, just smack it. And no, if it's supposed work. to move, it's WD-40 now. Come on. <laughs> the engineering flowchart. Is it supposed no. to move? Yes or no? If no, duct tape. Next question. <laughs> If it's still not moving, do you want to move WD-40? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to ask nicely that you edit that part out. <laughs> no, it's, we're leaving that in. <laughs> you can't take that away. All footage is live. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your president, Jill. Um, I'm not been in this podcast at all. <laughs> I definitely need to get a podcast with me and Joe for like the final time as we walk off into the sunset. And that's how I feel like that's how I will capture the final episode of the BSLI pre-fight checklist for my era. And I know there's been talks about continuing, continuing when I'm gone. So, you know, there could be a season three. You know, we all love good seasons. It's like Netflix at this point. We have two seasons. Season two could end or they can elongate it up until like the new year. But that is up to next year's administration team. Sounds like we have a protest on our hands just to demand OSU bring back the Trevor Williams show. Or in other words, has as he coined it. It'd be like the late night show. Checklist. <laughs> the late night show now. <laughs> With Trevor Noah. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of um the spaceport, see, like I, I had Canes when we arrived at Canes. I don't know why I didn't click beforehand. I guess is when I saw food, I got happy. I was like, oh my God. Uh, I, I kept calling Trevor, Trevor Noah. 
And then I kept seeing Trevor Noah on Trevor's face. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> He's part South African. <laughs> <laughs> Can't unsee things once you start seeing. <laughs> he did, he, did you see Trevor Williams um, host the uh, Emmys or whatever Trevor Noah yeah, actually hosted? It was great. You know, my clone did a great job. It was fantastic and proud. It was, it was good. I, and he, he's going to, I think he's won a, he's won an award. I don't know what, what have you won? Many things, but I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like comedy hour at this point. At this point, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, we went off like, yeah, we're going to talk about Space Force and the launch. Like, nah, it's basically the shenanigans that basically ended up happening at the Spaceport launch. And a brief, you know, nutshell, of course, but. You know, it's like, it's been great. It's like, this is basically what happens on a launch. I think we get a good reenactment of not the same topics, but like topics that could be brought up and things were discussed. So I think we did a really good job in that sense. Oh, One thing we missed is uh, Mohammed's coining phrase that came after the launch of Perseverance Who. <laughs> oh, yes. Go into your explanation. Why did you come up with that nice, wonderful slogan? Well... Um, it started off with perseverance, mm-hmm. you know, shooting a shot at us going to Mars and then kind of threw shade at the BSLI organization, because as you may recall, we haven't had a successful launch in two years. And so I took that to heart. And so when Spaceport was doing their thing, you know, even though we were the spectator um, team, we were giving them advice. We were telling them, encouraging them to, you know, keep on to do what they you know, do what they do because they know what they're doing. They just um, needed that final push. And so once that rocket successfully launched and it seemed like it went high up, I felt like it was my turn to throw shade at uh, Perseverance. And so Perseverance who was uh, brought about at that time. (laughs) Don't curse your own rocket now because of that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And we're NASA. Oh, my God. (laughs) Karma, karma can be a cruel mistress. That's all I can say. All I can say to the karma gods is that it wasn't just me who's worked on this. Think about for, you know, everyone in NASA. <laughs> I may have said something, but. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get your apology statement. We got to see it on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, I am sorry for jinxing the rocket organization at Ohio State. We are deeply sorry for what I've said about perseverance, too. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, I'm pretty sure Perseverance has a um, Twitter channel, so I have oh, yeah. to actually I'd have to add Perseverance. I should do that now before we launch. Nah, you're fine. You gotta be <laughs> confident in your work. Once oh, you start man. second guessing, that's when the issues start to arise. I wasn't second guessing until you taught, brought up jinxing, and I was like, "Oh, that is a <laughs> now you second guessing," <laughs> which is crazy too, because like I work at the hospital, so like. They, I mean, you know how medical people are. They believe in just jinxing. And so it'll be like four hours into the shift. I'm like, oh my God, we got no cases today. This is awesome. And then all of a sudden you'll just see a barrage of just like hands trying to shut my mouth. <laughs> and I've been there a year. So they're still like, how are you not used to this yet? And so, yeah, I just hope my belief in jinxing doesn't exist overpowers the actual jinx. We'll have to wait and see because y'all, you're coming down to, you know, less than seven days because you're all launching on the third, I believe. Yep. If um, if everything goes well, the third, if we do have to postpone, it'll go to the 10th, in which anyone listening now who, um, especially if you weren't on the spectating team, come over to the spectating side of NASA if we do have one. And then you'll realize how comfortable and chill we were. And you'll understand why we're able to have a fun time. When it seemed like you guys were stressing, it's a, it's a good position to be in. Oh, for sure. I get to be in it twice. I get to, if I'm willing to go, and it seems like the numbers, are, numbers for the launch are pretty good right now. So I may snag a seat if possible. But if not, it's like I already got my, my rocket launch for this year. I'm satisfied with it. But it's like I've helped build this NASA rocket. So it's like I kind of want to see it fly. But at the same time, it's like... I've seen launches in the past, so I don't need to re-see another one. But there's never a bad time to re-watch a launch. Like, I enjoy it. You feel the motor going, going, shh. 
it's like ASMR to a thousand. That's how you describe it. You can put that motor burn on like repeat and it's just like, just leave it there. No, no other sound. That's all you need in life. We need an ASMR microphone on uh, Trevor. So like when the rocket launches, if you remember, Jesse would always, you'd always wait till it reached its apogee. And then you'd hear Trevor say, wait for the poof. Another thing, another thing Trevor has coined. <laughs> wait for the poof. If you don't see the poof, it's not going to be all right. I think we saw like one or two rockets that did not have a poof. Yes, we were like, like, well, that's not good. And then <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Trevor. And then like the other one, I think was like saying, wait for the main to deploy. Wait for the main. There's the drug. Now the main. And the maiden never deployed. <laughs> yes, it's, like, it's yes. falling. As one team sees their doom, you hear all of the Ohio State BSLI team saying, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> like, That's not going to happen to us. And then you just continue. Um, listening, if you know what a GPS egg finder is, none of the spectating teams <laughs> <don't>. <laughs> I, I wonder if they ever found that though. I I don't know. Um, I love how determined Andy was into help in helping them, even though he knew nothing. He was like, "I don't know what you're talking about, but we shall get through this together." And he's like, "Yo, I just need a GPS thing." He's like, "I don't know what it is, but I'll help you." Like, I'll get you to our avionics league. He'll he'll probably have something, and and like he took him down to the pad, and that that, that was Andy right there. Yeah, I don't know what he was trying to do because we were waiting in line for Akron. So I don't know if the avionics, you know, team lead um, was going to help because <laughs> he's too busy doing something else. So I was like, hopefully. For those story... listening don't know this story, there's all of the spectating teams sitting, playing with sticks to build their amazing rafts and just enjoying the day. And we're approached by another person from another school asking, are you guys from Ohio State? You know, assuming we'd be smart and know things and asks this large group of spectating team if anyone knows what this GPS is and everyone looks at him and just says, no. So Ohio State in a nutshell right there. That's <laughs> Yeah, we're a prestigious that's, that's name. Us. Do you know this equipment? What? <laughs> the, at least we for the poof. Right, we wait like, for the poof. <laughs> you hear Trevor in the background. Where's the poof? Oh, I should just change that from my Slack name. Oh, I should just change my Slack name because like right now for my like Slack emoji of what I'm doing, I have like the Jimmy Neutron like brain blast just sitting there. I haven't changed it in like since like the fall semester i just like was bored i was like saying i can change this now now i'm just gonna have like a cloud i'm like saying waiting for the poof <laughs> <laughs> i agree on that oh my god we we need to can we start polls on slack we need I don't to know how you create polls on slack like the only way i can see is like by doing it by emojis and that's how mm -hmm. we get bsli interests you know it's very barbaric it is very barbaric uncivilized what if there's two emojis that mean the same thing and you, you just don't know what to pick? Ooh. Mm. I don't I don't think that is the case. Like we have there's always a tough call of like rocket, excited, party parrot. You know, like, we have you know the B S L I. Oh yeah. We have like three. I would love the, the rainbow guy that was doing this. The party the parrot. Party parrot. Yeah. Said, we have two of those. And then we have a piggy? When do we get a piggy? I don't know. Do we have a piggy? I think we have a piggy. Like if you go to like reactions and you just click like Slack, like you can see many different ones that we have. Like we have a NASA one. We have some tornadoes, past alumni, Skype. Um, there's a Willie the coconut, which was a coconut with an aloe leaf. That's how we got Willie. That's a story for another time though. The bird. I remember. Um, bird. Oh my God! Did I tell you guys about this? Because I went to go get tea, um, coffee at the at the launch, mm -hmm. and I don't drink straight black coffee. I drink it with like literally half sugar, and so I was trying to look for the sugar, and so I didn't know where the sugar was exactly. And if you know where the bird sits on, it's like a red uh, box. 
Yeah. And then inside, it looks like cut up sugar packets. And I didn't see it because the bird had fallen off. It looked just tilted over and I just saw that. And so obviously I didn't think of the bird. I thought, oh, sugar packets. And so I'm going in, siffling through this non-sugar packet thing. And then I'm like, where is the sugar pack? And then I try to pick up the bird and I don't know it's the bird. I think there's like sugar inside of it. And it scares the hell out of me (laughs) because I am in no mood to like, I didn't know it was the bird. I'm here thinking maybe it's like some storage for sugar and I pick it up and it just sees me and I see it. It just sees me. (laughs) And so I drop it and I just like run back to the spectating team, just drinking my unsugared coffee. And it was, it was scary. And we didn't hear this tale on the day of the launch. I know. I'm like, now it's like almost a week. And probably by the time I get it up, it will be a week. I mean, I was I was hoping no one saw it. Like, no one saw, now your secret's been spilled. It, it genuinely scared me. I was like, oh, my God. What is that thing? I see it. It's a bird. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's a carbon fiber. It was. It was scary. That's all I know. Oh, we need man. another one. We need one out of fiberglass. So it's like a yin and a yang. Mm. I support that. I do too. We just need someone to make it. Yep. Who's the brave soul on BSY to make the second one? Bird 2. Joe, 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 Joe. Hint, hint, wink, wink. It could be Joe, but who knows? The original one was made by a new. So who has the origami skills to make us a BSLI crane part two. Then it's like, you can make a third one and spray paint it red. You know, we have like three. Now, now we're getting a family going. Look at us grow. <laughs> or you could try to spray paint them to look like BSLI. And then you have one on the wings, the BSLI logo. Now I'm just getting arts and crafts over here. And we can call it BSLI because we're engineers and we don't know arts <laughs> and how to name things. It's art. It's it's wonderful. We'll just call, I mean, we call it bird, bird. So, I mean, it just shows how artsy we really are. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. If it's very generic, it's generic. It works. It works. Um, Have you ever watched Top Gear? No, if, I haven't. I feel like oh I've my. seen one episode, but it's, it's been a while. Yeah. So, like, I felt, when I first heard of Bird, I thought of Top Gear because in, like, the fifth or sixth season, they got a dog. And they were like, we wanted to name the dog. And then we got tired of thinking of a name. So they named it Top Gear Dog. I would just call it Dog. <laughs> it's <laughs> like Top Gear Dog is so long. I would just be like Dog or, or Gear or something like that. Like, one syllable. But y'all got, like, three words. Like, nah. Literally. I was like, oh. But okay. EGD. <laughs> Oh, and it does sound like a car, TGD. TGD. Look at us. We're just naming things left and right now. Give us a sponsor, somebody. Who would, who would, Top Gear, Top Gear could sponsor us. There there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Top Gear could sponsor us. Let's make that. Someone on BSL, just reach out and just say, hey, you want to sponsor a Rocket team? We really love you guys and we love your, um, your naming of the dog, and we've named our bird, <laughs> BSLI. <laughs> bird. I agree. I think that, you know, does it for us on this episode. So let's let's move on to our final thoughts. I'll go with Jess. Any final thoughts, space news you want to talk about, or anything on your mind about this episode, the launch, or other shenanigans that you may have? Um, final thoughts are just that uh, I'm just sitting here waiting for the poof, man. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the poof the poof is real. Can't deny the poof. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just waiting for the poof, man. That's all I've been here on this team, waiting for that poof. For <laughs> four years, I finally got it. Hopefully you get to this NASA one as well. If not, hopefully Spaceport can give you another poof. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Muhammad, what oh, about man. you? Any final thoughts, comments, space news, or other shenanigans? Oh, man. Uh, final thoughts. 
I mean, as much as we've enjoyed this, uh, this podcast, um, that's how we've enjoyed the launch. It's just absolutely awesome. Uh, come out if you, if you haven't, if you're a freshman like me, um, when, well, when I was a freshman and were scared not to, you know, try to come on, just do it. It's the best thing in the world. Trust me. I, the only thing I regret is not coming sooner. And I even seen the failed launches, but yeah, besides that, you'll enjoy it. Enjoy the time you spend on the spectating team because when you're on the launch team, eh, there's no enjoying. It's down to business. Because it's like once that rocket's armed, you're on a clock and you don't want to catch yourself on the wrong foot where it's like your batteries have like, you know, 20 minutes left and your launch go longer than anticipated because something could happen on the pad. Takes another five to 10 minutes. Now you're really cutting it close on your battery life where your avionics system dies and nothing deploys and we don't get our proof. Exactly. Look at the play on words right there. The, the nice circle of life right there. Back to the proof, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if an and if Trevor ever becomes an anime villain, it's because there was no. <laughs> you need the sad backstory. It's like he wasn't great and all this stuff. And then the thing that really pushed him over the edge was he didn't get the proof that he wanted from his like special ability. And that was a wrap. And that's what made him become a villain. <laughs> Even the superhero at that point is like, yeah, I agree. I kind of see his point. <laughs> but it's like the thing is like you don't face the villain to like episode 11 or 12. And then the series ends. And it's like we could have got a great story arc with him. But then it just ends in just one season because. That's how they do it. And then it's like five years later, like saying, let's make a season two of this thing because it was good in the past. Let's make it again. <laughs> oh, do some OVAs in there and boom, we'll get a pop. <laughs> get some crossovers oh. too. <laughs> BSLI anime. Anyone anyone uh, want to pair up with Trevor? I feel like he's got a very good story arc. You know, you know I, I would love to see a BSLI anime, but you know. I don't know. We got, we got we got Aaron, Olivia. You have me and Joe. Past administration, and you have like the great epic epic intro. It's all action, a lot of hype, a lot of music, and then at the end, it's always like sober, chill, sad. And it's like it's the complete one eighty of the intro. <laughs> but then it's like the final episode. You're in that boss fight, and then like the main theme comes back. It's like yo, this is it. We we have the power of friendship. Flashbacks. And have a new special ability. I just wrapped up anime in a nutshell right there, ladies and gentlemen. That's literally it. Our anime would be our last airbender. Liquids, space, NASA, all live together in harmony. But everything, everything changed. changed when the structure sub-team attacked. <laughs> the master exactly. of every sub-team could do it. When we needed him the most, or she the most, they vanished. 100 years ago, me and my brother found this long lost Aviotnix, no, long lost recovery lead. <laughs> Though his stability wasn't great, we believe blank person could save the world. <laughs> the last recovery lead, aka Luke. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Shout out to Luke. If you hear this, you're you're the avatar. You're the BSLI avatar. I feel like he would get behind it too. Not gonna lie, I think he would get behind it and being the last last recovery lead and the last avatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh but things would get difficult once uh once another recovery lead steps in because then are no, you really no, no. We, it, would, it would go to then another sub team it would go to like no i guess we go to aerodynamics mm. it's like it's like it's in the same cycles recovery it's like there's only one left <laughs> oh, but you God. know that, that's a story for another another bsli episode for sure literally is Cause like we running on past an hour now. So let me bring this episode to a close and you know, it's been fantastic having Jess and Muhammad on here. But like I said, we got to thank our faculty and staff for helping us get through this pandemic each and every day, giving us foster and great feedback and just helping us get through the semester. We want to thank you guys so much for all you do. Got to thank our sponsors who support BS like donations go a long way this year with the hinder, hindering of budgets and all that stuff going on with the university. You guys really stepped up and helped us support and got us through this year. And we thank you for all the time that you spent coming into some of our presentations, giving us feedback on our PDRs and CDRs. Without you guys, this year would have been a lot harder than anticipated. And then we have 
are rocketeers. Y'all are the best people I ever seen. Y'all better than sliced bread. That's how good y'all are. I gotta hype y'all up because I know we're getting close to final exams. We're down to the like less than 30 days now. So the end is near for this BSLI year, but the hearts of our rocketeers will go on forever. I feel like that is very heroic, poetic. I can't even speak anywhere. See, this, this is what happens when you have a long episode. <laughs> you start getting tongue-tied. But, you know, in last but not least, it's just the viewers who are the casual ones who find this podcast on their podcast platform. You know, you're all curious about BSLI. We are a great organization. If you have young siblings who are thinking about going to college, make sure they come to OSU so they can experience the BSLI pre-flight checklist so they can get their spotlight and use it to help their resume or just their experience having a good time to bond with teammates because that's what this podcast was to get people through quarantine, bring people closer together. I feel like there's something else besides, you know, Rockets. Though we love Rockets to the team, but this team is more than just Rockets. We're human human beings that love other different activities from rock climbing to sports to music because we have a nice Space Jam playlist that we do every Monday. So it's like we cover a lot of different backgrounds and make things more acquired to everybody more inclusive so everyone has the opportunity to be a part of this great fantastic organization but that will do it for us today on season two episode six of the bsli pre-flight checklist everyone please take care stay safe and the good news is vaccines are out and everyone 16 plus can now get it so make sure you sign up get your vaccine so we can sort of change our little COVID policy to get more rocketeers to launch Obviously, we can't push the university too much in that sense, but, you know, make sure you get your vaccines, everyone, and take care and go Bucks. Bucks.